Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Gryffindor Common Room. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm Michelle. And this week, we are going to be discussing everything about the casting. So things we liked from the original cast, things we didn't like. If we had to recast the original films, would we? All of that. Also to know that with recasting, we've kind of given ourselves some liberties where we can use, let's say, a time turner and make someone younger to make them fit into that role. But there's also some specific parameters we put on this, too. We stuck with uh, the author's original rule that the actors have to be British, and we couldn't do anybody who had previously been in a Harry Potter film, which made it really difficult for me. (laughs) Yes, which, by the way, I broke that rule. Of course you did. Look, that was my Slytherin side showing. Let's just go with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My most of my casting list honestly came from like the cast of mainly Star Wars films because those are actors. Did. Those are actors I'm familiar with. So that's what happened. I mean, when, now when I did recast and I used original actors, I did not put them in their original roles. Okay, so I did. I, yes, I, I, you know, I mean, I had to. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. So, <sighs> it is what it is, and I did it. And it is currently January 6th, and we do have a couple of character birthdays coming up this week. First, happy birthday to the most wonderful character out there, Severus Snape. His birthday was January 9th. 1960. And Luna Lovegood, everyone's favorite Ravenclaw, is also coming up. Uh, Her birthday is on January 12th of 1981. So, happy birthday to Snape and Luna. Happy birthday especially to Snape. And just a brief spoiler warning before we get into the meat of the episode. Um, We're not going to be discussing particulars of the plot necessarily, but we're not going to be avoiding spoilers. So if you're brand new to the series and really want to avidly avoid spoilers, maybe not a great episode for you. Yeah. Come back and listen to it later. Yes. Um, There will be a spoiler at the end because I do have to address something later. Improves my theory. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Responding to voicemails. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's get into the meat of this. This is recasting the original films. Now, we did put together a list of characters to recast because obviously, if we we're going to sit there and recast every role, number one, Warner Brothers should be paying us for that. Number two, we don't have the time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a lot of movies to get through and a lot of minor characters. So yeah. I we did not we did leave out some uh, Professor Sprout, for example, was not on our list. Not that we wanted to leave her out, but trying to get to the, the meat of the yeah. stories. We could only do so much. Yes. Now, again, reminder, we are allowed to use a time turner and make these actors younger to fit our needs or older to fit our needs. Mm-hmm. So um, the characters, we've got Harry, Hermione, Ron, Ginny, Luna, Minerva McGonagall, Hagrid, Dumbledore, Snape, Lupin, Wormtail, a.k.a. Peter Pettigrew, Voldemort, Fred and George, 
the caveat with Fred and George is we're allowed to use one actor. It is very hard to find twins for this. So we're allowed to use one actor if we so chose. Molly, Arthur, Bill, Percy, Sirius Black, Bellatrix Lestrange, Lucius, Draco, and Narcissa. So, all right. And I think what we'll do is we'll go back and forth. I'll name mine for Harry, and then Loretta will name hers, and we'll go from there. Kind of get a reaction out of each other here. Sounds great. So, um, I guess I'll go first. My, my first one for Harry, please don't laugh, Henry Cavill. All right. I could see it. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, um, I, made sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I kind of took the easy way out with a lot of the kids on this because I really think they did it right by doing a lot of unknown or very little known actors for a lot of the kids. Right. So honestly, for my golden trio, I just said like, you know, some unknown child actor. For Harry, I would love to see somebody of, like, Indian descent or just a person of color in that role. That would be mm -hmm. phenomenal. I know that would mean so much um, to have that representation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did, and here's a little off topic, we did not get a big representation um, there with the movies. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit. There was Luke Youngblood. Um, now, I, you didn't do the meet and greets or autograph sessions correct i didn't i did go to okay. his interview with mike schubert from potterless though okay yes um he was great yeah uh, he was so great and I, I told him that when i met him uh because i did get his autograph you know and i kind of wanted to be like hey by the way how does this feel i mean how does this make you feel um i didn't i didn't go into that didn't have enough time he was leaving that same afternoon but yeah, we could have had a lot more representation all across. Yes, a lot more diversity would have gone a long way to making this story more relatable to everybody. Yep, yep. All right, so Hermione, again, we're taking use of the time turner here. Uh, Kira Knightley. Oh, she also made my cast, but not as Hermione. Yeah, I, I, I could see her being Hermione. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, like the spunk that she has is... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Who did you have? Any? You didn't do anyone in particular, right? Not in particular, no. Um, I like One of the few things I liked about Chris Child was that they chose a Black actress to play Hermione, and I think that would... It would just fit with the bushy brown hair and a lot of the descriptions of her. I just... I think that would fit very well with her character, so I would love to see somebody who is Black in the role of Hermione. I would rather have seen someone who was mixed race. The reason I say that is when you're talking about that bushy hair. Yes, I have tons of friends that are black. Yes, they they can. Um, but that is something that a lot of my friends who are mixed really struggle with is they've got this two-sided facet to their hair. And it's always poofy. They're always complaining to me, my hair is poofy. My hair is sticking out in every which direction. So I think that would have have really kind of that would have done something for me. I don't know mm -hmm. what it just would have. Yeah, yeah. So agreed. Um, for Ron, uh, James McAvoy. Oh, that's a good one. 
I think he could have pulled that off. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the humor. Uh, he can be serious when he needs to, but he's got the humor there. So, yeah, and that's what we need for Ron. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, now, what about you? Same, uh, same thing. Anything, or you'd want to see in that character? No, just somebody who can capture Ron's heart. And, and I mean, Rupert Grant obviously did a brilliant God, yes. job. I would hope if they ever redid the movies that they would rewrite Ron to be truer to his character and more of the heart of the group and less of just the comedic relief. But right yep uh for jenny uh i again they did jenny dirty we've talked about that ad nauseum what i would like to see is someone who could have taken the spunk from jenny but the seriousness too uh and for me that would be emily blunt oh that's a good one yeah i think she could do justice to that role yeah, I uh, I had Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, because okay, yeah, I've loved her like in Enola Holmes and in Stranger Things and everything I've seen her in. I've just absolutely loved her, and I think she could really capture yeah Jenny's spunk and sassy attitude very well. Yes, very much so. Uh, for Luna, and this is gonna come as a big surprise, Kate Winslet. Oh, that's a good one. I I could see her kind of playing the very smart but very aloof Luna. Mm-hmm. I-, I could mm-hmm. see that. So who, who did you pick for Luna? Because I know you, you do love Luna. I said unknown for her again just because I think there's so much value in what they did with yeah having a lot of those unknown character or unknown actors come in and play these characters. Um, right. But yeah, I'm almost done with all of my unknown ones, so I didn't, I'm not using that cop-out answer for all of these, I promise. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> um, okay, so for McGonagall, Minerva McGonagall, I had to go with the classic. I, You know, you can't just put anyone into that role. Mm-hmm. You've got to put someone who's feisty, who's spunky, who can be serious. Um... I put Judy Dench. I know I should know who that is. You would know. Go look her up. I, you I'm, know I'm googling her now. <laughs> oh yes, she yes. would be brilliant uh, in that. Yes, that's the yes. I knew the second you were like, I was like, she's gonna look it up. She's gonna know. Let's see. She's from. Let me list some of the things she's in here. Uh, Home on the Range, Cats, Red Joan, Six Minutes to Midnight, uh, Chronicles of Riddick, Casino Royale, Ladies in Lavender, Murder on the Orient Express, Mm -hmm. Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah, she'd be great. Oh, God, yeah. She's got such spunk, too. God, I love her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had Helen Mirren for that one. I had a hard time finding... (sighs) A British actress who had not already been in Harry Potter for that. I actually that that was originally who I was going to pick, and uh, then I saw something with Judy Dench in it, and I was like, oh nope 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 nope. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we didn't have the same one. Yeah, me too. All right. This was a hard one, Hagrid. Oh, 
I yeah. This this was a tough one. And yeah. I don't think anyone could have nailed the role like Robbie Coltrane. There, there there's no way. He he was so sweet and so beautiful and so perfect in that role, honestly. Yes. Um I did pick it, it it's nowhere near a match, but the closest I could get would be Bob Hoskins, who, if anyone, especially my age group, has seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, he was in that. He was very comedic, um, had a lot of good facial expressions, and I think he could have pulled some of that off. Again, it's nowhere near perfect, but I I did with what I had. (laughs) Yep. I considered him for that one, and I ended up deciding on Stephen Fry, who is actually the narrator mm. of the audiobooks. Um, so it's not technically against our rules. No, it's but, not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as long as he doesn't pronounce Gryffindor as Gryffinda. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he could capture the heart of Hagrid, because he's got kind of that, like... <clears throat> Not quite fatherly, not quite grandfatherly, but like older relative type Right. Deal. Yes. Okay. I that was very hard to cast. He was one of the last ones that I was able to put together in this list. It was really, really difficult to cast him. Yeah, it was. It I think he is one of the last ones I did too. I was just very much going, uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um so, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> on to Dumbledore. Now, if you have listened to our other podcast, y'all know Loretta and I have this thing about Dumbledore. We don't think he was cast well. Now, the original Dumbledore, I dislike less. That's a good way to put it. It's- um, And I think Richard Harris, had he still been alive would have been able to do so much more with the character yes but again he passed out of their control yes um again like we've said that is a very rough 20 years for dumbledore though in in the teaching world he aged very harshly And I know my, my teacher friends are saying they're going it was accurate trust us um so, for Dumbledore, though, however, I went with the original actor's son, Jared Harris. He was in the miniseries Chernobyl. Uh, he played Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I'm trying to think, he was in uh, The Crown. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh, the other uh, Boleyn girl, um, Lady in the Water, Last of the Mohicans, great actor. Really, really, really good. And I think that he would have been able to pull off Dumbledore. Yep. I could see that. Um, I had four different ones that I had a really, really <laughs> hard time deciding between for Dumbledore Okay. Um, and honestly, even now, I still only have it narrowed down to like three. So maybe oh, you can listen. help me decide between these three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, first off, I've got Liam Neeson. 
Mm, okay. So I he's, him, yeah. you know, from like Taken, he was Qui-Gon in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought Michael Caine could be really good. Because he's got, like, when he's human Batman, you know, he's got that very, like, grandfatherly feel. And then the other actor I thought could be really good in that role is Forrest Whitaker. Mm. Um, so he's Saw Gerrera in Rogue One and Andor. Yes. He's in, um, in the first Black Panther movie. I forget his character's name in that. Um, but any one of those three I just thought could really help bring a lot to the role and be the calm presence that Dumbledore is supposed to be. I also thought of uh, Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all tough choices, though. Yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't. I don't know. It down anymore. I can't help you with that. I'm, I'm sorry, but you just <laughs> kind of blew my mind. I, I don't. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, next. Um, and again, just just to reiterate, Snape is not my favorite character. Okay, that that will always belong to Sirius Black. Um, Who but hated Snape, some... but it's fine. No one's perfect. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but Snape does hold a special place in my heart, and I think when if if I were to cast him, this one I took completely one hundred percent serious. This was. Who could pull that off? And I think you need someone. Yes, Snape was portrayed. Yeah, portrayed is the right word. In the books as someone not very good looking. Um, I think a lot of that is is personal opinion. Um, That's how he needed to be. So I wanted someone who could go along with, and again, I think Alan Rickman was dropped in. Gorgeous. Um, so I wanted someone again, who I thought would be good looking, but could not portray that complete drop dead gorgeousness Mm -hmm. because a lot of Alan Rickman's appearance was toned down. Like he wore the black contacts. He had the, the black wig. Um, they did his makeup so that he looked extremely pale. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought long and hard. I was like, who would I get? Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I almost had him as my Snape. He would be brilliant in that role. He would. Um, that was a very, very hard choice to make. Um, but I think he could do it justice. I think if anyone could do Snape justice and to, uh, you know, portray the Snape that Alan made him into it would be tom hiddleston well and when we see tom hiddleston as loki he also has very much so the slytherin vibes and the double agent and like you know flip-flop sides or is actually playing both sides all the time so we already know he's very capable of that type of character right and and more you know yes i thought of, of loki with that uh but what i also thought of for the look was crimson peak and I don't know if you saw that. It was, just, I almost wish I had not seen that. I hate to say that. It was a very twisted, sordid, disturbing movie on a thousand different levels. But how Tom Hiddleston's character dresses and, and everything very much is Snape-esque to me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and therefore I was like, okay, yeah, I could, I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. I had Benedict Cumberbatch first night. And because like thinking about his seriousness as well, um, you know, when we see him as Sherlock in the TV series, he's very, he can be very serious and very, Mm -hmm. um, just strict i guess i don't know i just thought he could really capture the look like you know they could do his makeup right so that he looked like him put him in a wig all of that um i don't know i yeah right i just love okay. cumberbatch <laughs> i i do like him um i think he's extremely talented and mm-hmm. i think he could portray it pretty well i i'll give you that one yeah all right uh for lupin i reassigned someone from one of the Harry Potter movies. All right. I wanted someone who could be seriousness but had a little playful side because I believe Lupin was a little bit more playful than what he was portrayed. And again, it's nothing against the actor who portrayed him. It's how the script was written. Yes, absolutely. But I think to be with Tonks, he would have to be a little fun you'd have to have some yeah yeah so i actually put david tennant in that role all right i could see that yeah i i yes david tennant and then he wouldn't be doing that weird tongue thing every time we see him (laughs) on screen it was such a you're like why why was that the tick that you decided to give him to try to hint at this why by the way, when you said that, my coffee cup was up to my mouth. If you had been a millisecond later, oh, coffee. I'll get you <laughs> just, later. Just in case anyone is tuning in for the only second or third time or even first time, uh, Loretta has a goal in all of our podcasts, and it's to make me spit out my coffee, choke on my coffee, or have it come out my nose. It's even better when it's all three. And why are we friends? There's a, your Slytherin is showing. Um, anyway, for Lupin, I had Colin Firth. Okay, I like that. I, I like that. Um, yeah, because like his role in Mamma Mia, and just like right. he plays a lot of those fatherly type roles. Um, so I can see him doing Lupin very well. Um, I think he could, yeah, bring that little element of little bit of lightheartedness and goofiness to it as well so okay uh and i apologize if i get the next authors or uh, actor see folks sorry my brain is not plugged in today um the next actor if i butcher his last name please do not come for me okay i made a note on how to pronounce it am i still gonna butcher it probably okay our next one is for wormtail aka peter pettigrew um, only one actor came to mind for this for me. Andy Serkis. Oh, I can't believe you got a Star Wars actor that I didn't. I mean, I, I was thinking of his portrayal of Gollum. Wow, that just blew my mind a little bit. He could really, yeah. That would he be could good. have nailed that role. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think 
just something about him just screams that rule. I might actually change my answer to match yours because, yeah, what I had for mine, I'm like, uh, I had Martin Freeman. Mm, okay. Mostly because I was like, he would fit so well in the Harry Potter universe, but I don't know where to put him. And I couldn't find anybody else for Wormtail, but I think I'm going to change mine to match yours. Okay. Go with Andy Serkis. You, you, can, you, you can steal it. I, I yep. do not care. I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. For Voldemort. Um, this was one where I wanted someone dark, mysterious, um, just really to bring everything to the table. I think Ray Fiennes did a fabulous job. Absolutely. So I want someone to match his energy. For me, that was Jeremy Irons. I don't know if I'm familiar with that name. Let me. Oh, you're going to look this up and you're going to go, oh, him. Yeah, Jeremy Irons could have nailed it. While she looks this up, picture it. I mean, he really, come on, guys, just close your eyes. Picture Jeremy Irons in that role. There you go. I'm trying to think. So he looks like he was in Lion King, House of Gucci. I don't know that I've seen any of his stuff. He was in Aragon, but I refuse to watch that movie. Um, Die Hard, Dungeons and Dragons, House of the Spirits, Man in the Iron Mask. Yes. Casanova. I don't know that I've seen any of his movies. Don't hate me. <laughs> oh, honey, we have work to do on you. Yeah, well, we're going to get you to watch Star Wars first. Yeah, I've seen the original trilogy. There's so much more. Anyway. I know, I know. I could talk I about this for years, so we won't get yes. into that now. <laughs> but... Um, I think Jeremy Irons just, he has a very dark look about him. And I just think that that he could have really popped with that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. I had Paul Bettany for Voldemort. Oh, okay, yes. So he's Vision in the MCU movies. He was also the leader of Crimson Dawn. I can't remember his character's name in Solo. Right. Um... Uh, yeah, I just think he could really bring that seriousness and do a really good job with the role. Okay. All right. All right, guys. For friend George, again, remember, we can do one character. I did. Or one actor. I did. Um, and it's a bit of a recast. Of sorts. Eddie Redmayne. Oh. I think he could have pulled it off. He's amazing. He's my favorite part of Fantastic Beasts, honestly. Yes. Out yes. of all three movies, he is the only, like, not the only, but he was my favorite. He was just. Can you see him as friend George? I can. I think so. Yeah. I think he could have pulled that off. Yeah. I no. went a very different direction with my choice for Fred and George. Again, like I couldn't find any twins that seemed like the right fit. So I said, Tom Hardy. Okay. Um, (laughs) from Venom and some other things like that. And I just think he could bring the like chaoticness, chaos of them. to the role. All right. Uh, next on our list is Molly Weasley. Now I'm going to ask, that I get no angry 
voicemails about this and that no one come for me on this. I beg of you people because I want you to remember we're talking the actress, Imelda Staunton. <laughs> now, what you guys don't know is that when we record, we also have visual. So I'm looking at the look on Loretta's face. <laughs> and the pure shock on her face was great. Julie Andrews. I chose Julie Andrews. She was no, Melda Stones. No. 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 Yes. She cannot okay. be anybody but Umbridge. I no. can't see her in no, anything. No, no. Do me a favor. I want you to pull up clips from the crown of her. She could have pulled it off. That woman, again, it's hate the character, not the actress. And she did such a good job that I've had to remind myself that constantly. I'm like, oh, I don't like her. And then I watch her in something else and I'm going, God, I love this woman. Because I, I forget that she is not that person. I'm so, so going to stick with my answer of Julie Andrews. You can stick with Julie Andrews. That's <laughs> fine. I'm just saying Amilda Staunton. If anybody wants to send in a voicemail to agree with me on this, that's fine. Okay, but as long as you don't attack me for mine, my choice, <laughs> you know, I mean, the woman's a brilliant actress. That's, mm. that's all I'm saying. She really is. Um, okay, for Arthur, I wanted someone fun. Because Arthur's a fun character. Now, let's see how many people can put this little bit of information in there and go oh oh Hugh Laurie if anyone remembers the live version of 101 Dalmatians he was in it next to the original Arthur Weasley yeah he could be interesting he's actually like Stuart Little Monsters vs. Aliens uh, the the problem is he got a very um I don't I wouldn't say bad rap that's not the right terminology people hear his name and they think Doctor House very serious very straightforward again nothing like that go watch the live remake of 101 Dalmatians this guy is hilarious he did the slapstick comedy and that and just pulled it off mm-hmm. loved it um right, who'd, Raleigh, who'd you pick? you're you're gonna laugh and make fun of me a little bit for this choice oh, um oh i i'm waiting Let, let's hear it i said anthony daniels who voices c-3po in star wars <laughs> i i um <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> woman i like i said my knowledge of british actors and actresses is very limited and so i'm just trying to go through lists of british actors and actresses last night and he came up and i was like you know what using a time turner i could see him pulling off arthur weasley he's got that like quirky like c3po would absolutely be the type of person to like know how to say rubber duck in six million languages but have no idea what its function is (laughs) Just saying. I just, I can't. 
You know, now every time I watch this, I'm going to picture him coming through. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't, I don't know what to do with you sometimes. You love me. I do. <laughs> I'm just crap. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing. I, you got me. I, you have, you have made my brain implode on itself with that. Okay. I've got even better ones coming up. Oh, Lord. <sighs> this was a bad episode to do. You suggested it. I did. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For Bill Weasley. Um, I picked Christian Bale. Oh, that's a good one. I almost had him in that. I something about him. I think he could do it. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you get him like a little bit older than when he was in Newsies. Like, mm-hmm. it would be very good. Yeah. Um, I had Sam Claflin from The Hunger Games and Me Before You yeah. and Yes. Yeah. Okay. He just he has that level of like cool. Like Bill is just cool with the long hair, the dragon fang earring. He's just mm-hmm. cool. Sam Claflin could pull that off. Yeah, he could. Definitely. All right. Um, don't laugh at me for my next one. That's all I'm asking. Oh, boy. Um, for Percy. And I chose this person. Now, keep in mind, everyone listening, that Retta and I got to hear Chris, the original actor, we got to hear him talk um, at LeakyCon. And he is nothing like his character. Oh, nothing. nothing. He's so oh, nice. They are polar opposites. I passed him in the I, hallway and had no idea who he was. <laughs> right? I mean, it was just, you, you wouldn't know. Um, so I, 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 I yeah. I put Tom Holland. As Percy? Yeah. All right. I had him later on my list, but not as Percy. No, the reason for it is if we're going to do this, I want someone who is going to be completely different than how they've been portrayed before. Mm. It would be very different. They're very different actors. Right. But if Chris can do it, come on. He can do it too. Absolutely. So, you know, there we go. All right. Who did you have? I had Will Poulter. Um, He was used to scrub in the Chronicles of Narnia movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's been in a couple of other things, uh, like The Revenant and The Score. He was in Maze Runner, uh, Son of Rambo. He was in a couple of different things like that. And he just... I don't know, especially his energy is used to scrub where he's just like disdainful and thinks he's better than everybody else is just peak Percy energy. <laughs> yes. Um Okay. 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 Um Okay. I really think, you know, looking back though, Chris did such a good job. He did. He was so br- 
excuse me, I'm head boy. <laughs> like, even with having minimal lines, minimal time on screen, he just really captured that character so fantastically. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. All right, so on to Sirius. And I'm going to butcher his first name, and I apologize. This is where my ignorance as an American is going to shine through. Because I, I like to butcher foreign names. If there's it, look, if they're German names, Hispanic names, I will nail those. Don't get me started on. Yeah, I, I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to butcher this. You and McGregor. I had him too. As serious? I did. I did. I just like <laughs> because. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's, like, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Um, yeah, sorry for everybody whose headphones just exploded in their ears. Um, I, Get out of my head, woman. I love Ewan McGregor. I have a lot of thoughts about Obi-Wan Kenobi as a character. Oh, I'm sure you do. I loved the show. I He would be so perfect in that role because we already know he has that grumpy dad energy absolutely i 110 percent. that makes me so happy that you chose you and mcgregor for this wow you we really do think alike <laughs> i'm oh just happy that you like chose him because i was yeah he, he's one of those like really big name star wars actors I was like, yes. I'm gonna get grief for choosing him because he's in Star Wars, but like he would be perfect for the role. <laughs> I I really couldn't see anyone else as serious, and not an older serious, at least. Uh younger, I do have my list. Um yeah. and that is the okay. thing too with like Snape Lupin, Wormtail, and with Sirius, like using our time turner where we would want all of these actors to be in their, you know, early thirties at the start of the series to mid thirties right. by the end. To be true to what these characters were. Because they were right. young. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All right. For Bellatrix, um, I did some recasting as well. I As far as switching up people from roles. Miranda Richardson. Rita Skeeter. Oh, that's interesting. It Look, we all know she was crazy already. I mean, we, we've already seen the craziness that she portrayed. Yeah. I think she could have pulled off Bellatrix. I really, yeah. really think she could have. Um, she was, she's already played some off the wall characters. I think she could have done it. Yeah. It was really hard to recast Bellatrix because Helena Bonham Carter was just. Oh, she nailed it. Real, I love her as an actress, and Bellatrix is one of my favorite roles of hers. She's just, she's chaotic and dark and funny. Um, and honestly, oh, yeah. my two choices for Bellatrix and Narcissa, I could go back and forth between the two. They could very easily switch. Uh, but for mm. Bellatrix, I chose Amelia Clark. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, from like. Game of Thrones. She's yes. Kira in Star Wars. Um, she's been in a whole bunch of things, and I think like just aging her up a little bit 
you know, using our time turner again, I think she could really nail the role well. Okay. For Lucius, um, again, we're, we're going to take a character. You can't be that character, or an actor. You can't be this character anymore. You're going to be this one. I'm going to go with Tom Felton. Yeah, that would be beautiful. I could see him doing it. Yep. Um, especially because if we were to cast it now, he already knows how Lucius is. And he had a great example of how to portray that character. Jason Isaacs, I'm, I'm sure he just watched him all the time going, Jesus. Um, like, if you've watched The Reunion, and for anyone who has not, I apologize. Um, but he does go into that and how Dr. Jekyll he was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say Tom Felton would nail that role. I had a really hard time with this one, too, because I, I really enjoy Jason Isaacs in that role. He's also oh, God, voices yes. the Grand Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels, which is my does. favorite show. Of course he does. Sorry, I'm going to keep talking about Star Wars all the time. Um, I ended up going you with Ben Barnes. You like Star Wars, do you? Just a little bit. Um, I went with Ben Barnes for Lucius. Okay. Um, it would it would be a shame to get rid of his dark hair and beard. I will not deny that, but I think he could really capture that role very well. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, we're we're gonna go down to to Draco, and I'm taking an actor. I'm taking him out of their original and putting him. Now I need everyone to remember that this actor I'm picking has done more than Twilight. Oh, boy. Robert Pattinson. I actually have not seen him in much beyond just Harry Potter, honestly. I never watched the Twilight movies. I still haven't seen the Batman movie he was in. I have a teenage daughter. I've seen Twilight. (laughs) Lucky you. I wish I could bleach my eyeballs. But... (laughs) Um, that is not an option however no um i was actually looking at him from the time he played cedric and of course you know that's how i first knew him Mm -hmm. um so i'm thinking back to the young robert pattinson i think he could have pulled it off yeah i chose unknown like an unknown actor for draco again because yeah with these young child actors like a lot of actors we don't see until they're already you know in their teens or 20s right break into acting and so there's not a whole lot of like you know 10 year olds that i'm like oh yeah they would be perfect for that role (laughs) so (laughs) i said an unknown actor for draco again but somebody who's able to capture that energy of tom felton but i don't know that anybody will ever be able to top his improv line of I didn't know you could read. Yes. I mean, at such a young age and being able to do that. Um, Tom is extremely talented. I've always been disappointed that he's not been cast into more. Yeah. And he has. Yeah. That's always been a a shocker for me. And I'm not saying that Daniel Radcliffe is not a good actor. He is. I have seen other things he's been in. He is a very good actor. Um, But why, you know, just because tom played the bad guys is that why he's not getting same amount of attention i don't know i i think he's brilliant 
I agree. I think he really is. Yep. All right. For Narcissa. Um, I picked Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I think she could pull it off. Yeah. Um, this was, again, I could switch my Bellatrix and Narcissa around very easily. You mentioned Kira Knightley earlier. I think mm. she could really get that role down well. But her and Amelia Clark really could switch for Bellatrix and Narcissa for me. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Now, you, you had something to, to add here. Yes. So I was talking with my sister last night. <clears throat> Um, putting my coffee down. Hold on. Let me let me let me take a sip of coffee before you do this. Yeah. And I was telling her I was having difficulty and with clear. this. Okay. Uh -huh. And she was like, you know, this actor would be really great. He should be Neville. That would be hilarious. And I died. Um, for legal reasons, she says this is a joke. Um, she thinks Harry Styles should be <laughs> as Neville. <laughs> So, we're going to be starting a GoFundMe page for psychiatric help for uh, Retta's sister here. Yeah, and then she wanted to go in how the rest of One Direction could be cast as, like, Neville's classmates. No! And I was no, like, no, just no, stop! No. Leave my phantom alone! So, how much do you think the psychiatric help is going to cost her? Because I will donate to that GoFundMe <laughs> real quick in a hurry. Um, yeah, that's why she was like, for legal reasons, that's a joke. And I'm like... I don't think you're joking right now. <laughs> I think she's serious. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. I... Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, what is wrong with her? I'm not going to get into that on public. <laughs> How many times was she dropped on her head as a baby? Huh? Huh? Well, I dropped her at least once on her head. <laughs> okay, this explains it. <laughs> I, you, oh my god. <sighs> Never ask her opinion again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything more on uh, the original film? No. I, I think we got it. I think we got it. Okay. Um, so we uh, also wanted to talk about casting the Marauders, if there was ever yes. a Marauders spinoff series, which we all really want. I I would also like to put this out there because there has been, I don't know if you've been paying attention. You're not really on social media as much as I am, I feel. I think just different social media. I'm on like right. Discord okay. and Instagram a lot. Right. Okay. So on some of the other uh, platforms of social media, I do want to put out there this disclaimer. As to date, The Marauders is not being made into a movie or series. Uh, neither is Cursed Child. So please don't take us as casting The Marauders as, hey, they're making this. Do not do it. Yeah, this is Please. totally hypothetical. We don't want them to remake the original series because it is fine the way that it is. It's if we had to recast, this is who we would choose. Right. Um, there's been so much talk of, oh, they're going to make, and I've seen this on a lot of the Harry Potter uh, Facebook pages as well. Oh, they're making the Marauders into a movie. To date, as of this date, no. That is not being done. So yeah. we're just putting this out there that this is something we're doing for fun by casting the Marauders. With a dumpster fire that Fantastic Beasts turned out to be, I don't know that they'll revisit Harry Potter for a while. Yeah. 
I, I doubt it. So, all right. I'm sorry to steal your thunder there, but I wanted to put that yeah. out. <laughs> no. Before someone goes, hey, we heard on Gryffindor Common Root Podcast that this, no, nope. you did not hear that. We are not privy to any special information. We're just two nerds with microphones talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up on our list of the Marauders, we have Sirius. And I stuck with my answer. I said a young Ewan McGregor would just, like, seeing him in The Phantom Menace, absolutely, he's got serious energy. I would like it. I put Orlando Bloom. Oh, he would be great, too. I He almost made this list for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, yeah. Yep. All right, for Wormtail, um, I, I had said young Martin Freeman, but I liked your interview. Andy Circus thing so much. I'm going to stick with a young Andy Circus. He's our time turner here. Yeah. Um, I I went with the same thing. I said Andy uh, as well for this. If I could not cast him, um, I would go with Tom Hardy, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a toss up for the Marauders because I didn't want to use the same actors that I used before, but so I did put Andy, but if I couldn't, Tom. Yeah. Um, and then for Lupin, I had Andrew Garfield. Oh, and I know okay. there's a there's a large branch of Tumblr that has like a full casting for the Marauders, and I don't I don't hate any of that casting, but Andrew Garfield is really the one that I'm like he would be so brilliant as Lupin. He is so talented and so wonderful, and just he could nail. Young Remus Lupin. I have Jude Law for that. Oh, yeah. He'd be good for that. I, I think he would. I think he could really kind of pull that off, especially the broodiness of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. For James, I had Tom Holland. <laughs> oh, God. And I know this means that I have two <laughs> Spider-Man actors as... My Marauders, but I'm I'm not changing my answer. I'm sticking with it. He, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I like my head cannon here. <laughs> okay, uh, I wanted someone fun uh, for James. Mm-hmm. I needed someone fun who I thought could add a different spin on it. So I put Gerard Butler. All right, yeah, I think he could nail James. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, All right. that, that, there's my answer. Yeah. For Lily, um, anybody who's seen Star Wars sequel trilogy knows Daisy Ridley. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> I'm sitting here shaking my head, by the way, yeah. constantly. Yeah. She's, she's funky. I, uh, Ray was not the best written character, in my opinion, but... I think Daisy Ridley could nail Lily. I would just be really fun to see her in that role. I put Amelia Clark. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I just... Something about her. The spunkiness and the, the fieriness. Um, and funny enough, for Snape, I said a young Tom Hiddleston. I had forgotten that when we discussed <laughs> Snape earlier. <laughs> okay, so... um. I, I want you to think back, and I, I don't, right at you, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I 
want everyone else to go back in your head and think of the movie Dracula that had Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves, Gary Oldman. That vibe that he put into that as Dracula. I could see him as Snape. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to recast Gary Oldman as any character any other character in the series not that he didn't nail serious but if i had to recast him oh, God, i would yeah, him he did. Snape. yeah now if we were to take this though and say okay we can have the original cast and maybe we'll do this at a later time take the original cast but reassign their roles mm. that'd be a fun one to do in the future um i don't know where i put alan though i don't know nobody else's like grumpy maybe it's lucius mm. I, that role wouldn't yeah. be as perfect for him though maybe switch him and gary oldman around maybe does he have the goofiness to be serious i've not seen him in a whole lot else oh god yeah oh, okay <laughs> yeah oh yeah he 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 was very much always put Again, I I never knew Alan Rickman personally. This is just the vibes I've gotten from his roles. He's always put in this very straightforward role, very deep thinker, very staunch. But there is video footage out there of workshops and plays and stuff like that. And he had a very funny attitude. It was a very dry British sense of humor, but it was there. And I think that would have been the only other role I could have seen him in. Maybe Lupin. Yeah. But it would have to be one of those three. Yep. So, um, so that's just, yeah. Yeah. That's our so, recasting. Um, we do have a little bit of time here. Um, while we are, again, trying to stick within an hour time frame of these podcasts we are giving ourselves a little bit of a leeway um so i'd like to quickly touch if we could just actors we loved in their roles mm -hmm. um i think we can both agree snape obviously yep. brilliant like we just discussed mm -hmm. uh mcgonagall absolutely <laughs> yeah. brilliant it was really hard to try to recast her and i just don't think anybody could capture her as well as maggie smith Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane. Again, that was such a tough choice. Yeah. Yeah. Sirius was brilliant. Or Gary Oldman was brilliant as Sirius. Oh, God, yes. Um, He's brilliant in almost everything he does. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, Yes. I really enjoy his stuff. Uh, yeah. Luna. Ivana Lunch's Luna was just... Mm. She had that right airiness, but still serious to her. Mm. Where... Mm -hmm when the moment demanded it, she absolutely was like attentive. She was there. She was doing what needed to be done, but she's yes. also quirky and a little bit aloof and yeah. Right. Yes. Um, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say Emma Watson as well. Yes. She just was amazing. Yep. Uh, and I think I, what I really liked is they're showing um, them as kids 
doing a recording or, or practicing or whatever. And she's sitting there. She's got the other lines memorized yeah. from the other actors. And she's mouthing along and I'm going, oh, my God, <laughs> you really are a mini Hermione. OK, this is great. OK. Well, and even her activism, you know, since leaving Harry Potter, like she's done some acting. You know, she was Belle in the live action Beauty and the Beast and she's done some mm, other stuff. She very but good. she's very passionate about, you know, like ecological issues and women's rights and all sorts of things like that that are all very Hermione-esque that remind me a lot of Hermione with the house elves where you know a lot of people are like well why do you care it's not that big of a deal and she's like no it matters to them so it matters to me yes yes um I I would say as well uh Luke Youngblood yeah as Lee Jordan I mean his energy was amazing well and the fact Um, that he was able to commentate quidditch without being able to see what was actually happening Mm -hmm. um yeah like at leaky con hearing him talk about how he completely forgot all of his lines when he auditioned and he just went in and just like improved every single line of commentary in his audition and they were like yep nailed it like brilliant i would love to have seen more of him in that yes Yes, and, like, see him constantly hanging out in the background with Fred and George and not just, like, weirdly disappear from the movies. But you know what's absolutely funny, though, is when I got into the different books and started reading more and more and more of them, and they talk about Lee Jordan, I still pictured Luke. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Uh, Tom Felton is another one. I can't say anything bad about him nope Imelda Staunton did brilliant as Umbridge Mm -hmm. I mean there are not many people that would be willing to take on a character that is like so universally hated but she she did it with grace and I mean just nailed it Mm -hmm. um I would say Sean Biggerstaff Oliver Wood yeah he really did a great job um, the the Phelps twins, James and Oliver, as friend George, amazing. Like the fact that they secretly switched characters in several of the scenes that then had to go back and be refilmed. It's just yes, it's peak Fred and George energy. That is absolutely something that they would do. You can't even be mad at them because that's like perfectly in character, right? That's one of those you sit there and go, okay, well, uh, they typecast you very well, yeah. Um. Rupert Grant really I'll never be able to say enough about him yep as well he was just yeah for how the character was written too I mean to be able to make Ron as fantastic as he was in the movies with as poorly written as his dialogue was it's just incredible oh god yeah oh god yeah um Emma Thompson as Trelawney hmm Mm-hmm. was <laughs> great yep um yeah it such such good ones it's and of course you know with that we have actors that we did not love in their roles harry potter did you put your name in the goblet of fire <laughs> he asked quietly yeah to everybody who gives me grief for constantly harping on that i'm never going to stop 
No, and I won't either. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dumbledore, as we mentioned earlier, I just yes, he was too angry and grumpy, and I mean Dumbledore is not without his faults. God, no. by any means, he ha- he the man had some issues, but manipulation is his best yeah i'm sorry did i say that out loud oh no we'll have we'll get into that in a future episode um Mm -hmm. but you know he's lighthearted and he's goofy and you know like the passwords to his office are always a name of candy like he's right he's a goofball and he believes harry that that's why it upsets me so much about the movie goblet of fire is because dumbledore is one of the few people to believe Harry when he says he didn't put his name in the goblet. Right. And an angry yeah, Dumbledore I... screaming and body slamming him does not say, I believe you. No. No. Uh, not at all. Um, I really think... I don't know. The, and I can't remember his name. And I apologize for anyone out there. Uh, the guy who played Quirrell. Professor Quirrell. Yeah, he was a little flat. Yeah. Yeah, he he fell very flat to me. I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Um, I'm trying to think. Really, I think those were the only two that I really were like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. But, I mean. Everyone is going to, at some point, though, I think, go, oh, well, this person could have been done better. This person could have been done better. Whatever. Um, We appreciate and love the movies for what they are, because they are brilliant. They are beautiful. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, We critique them because we care. (laughs) And Right. You know, I'm thankful that we do have them, that we do have the actors that we had in them, and um, just that it's available for people, because... You know, a lot of people don't have the time or the resources or the ability to read the books. And right, yeah, I actually wrote an entire blog post about this because I'm like, yes, you did. It was very good. <laughs> um, and I'd actually like to touch on that in a minute. I will also say, by the way, just because we don't view the actors did a great job, it's not only just the actors; it's how they were directed to act. Yes. Because you got to remember, they are getting their cues from the director. Okay. And so I feel sometimes that, like with Dumbledore, they could have been like, hey, by the way, this is how the book is. We don't expect you to necessarily have read the book, but we're going to do it this way. I'm not going to film you screaming and body slamming a 14 year old and keep that in the movie. Right. Yeah. So. There, there is that. Um, can you touch on that article real quick for us? Um, yeah, let me pull it up a little bit. I, uh, so yeah, I started as a writer for the Needlessly Nerdy Network. Um, it's a podcast network that we are in the process of joining. Should be happening soon. Um, Yay! And yeah, just talking about you know, like even we've got Ron in that, and you know, um, Ron in the books versus the movies. Very different character, but both versions of him are important and you know books and movies are very different mediums there's a lot of things that you do have to change 
you can't keep all of the major plot lines and still keep it to a movie length. And so I think it's great to have the movies. Um, you know, they give us the visuals of, you know, like the Marauder's Map, Diagon Alley. It wouldn't be as magical to step into Diagon Alley and Universal Studios if you hadn't seen the movies. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the movie costumes make it easier for fans to make recognizable cosplays. Because mm-hmm. instead, you know, we have the visuals of what the Hogwarts robes look like and what McGonagall looks like and mm-hmm. all of these things like that. You know, Hogsmeade, the Night Bus, the Leaky Cauldron, all of those things are the movies tell the visual story that the books could not. So they're they're both good, but they're both they're both important. They both contribute their own things to the series. Right. And I will go out there and <clears throat> again, this is a personal opinion of mine. I don't expect everyone to share this opinion, and that's fine. You can disagree with me all you want. If you are thinking about putting someone down for not reading the books, um, think back and go, okay, why was I able to read the books? And if someone says, by the way, that, oh, financially, I can't afford it, um, Keep in mind, before you open your mouth and say, go to the library, do they have one nearby that they can access? Sometimes it is a matter of transportation. Do they have okay. the time to read? Right. Um, you know, a great thing that you can do for someone who might want to get into this is if they do have the time to read, hey, your birthday's coming up. Here's a Harry Potter book. Or, hey, you don't have time to read, but I know you're sitting on the bus for an hour every day going to school or going to work. Here's the audiobook. Buy it as a gift. Instead of criticizing for people for not reading it, see if they want to, number one, because they may not want to. And if they don't, that is their business, not yours. Yeah, because you never know, like, somebody might have dyslexia or some other learning disability or just not like reading in general. And that's fine. That's why we have the books and the movies. That's why we have right. different fandoms is because there is room inside of fandoms for everybody. It shouldn't be a gatekeeping thing of, oh, well, you haven't read the books. So you don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> like, right. But, but if someone is interested <clears throat> and you have the means to help them out, loan them a copy of the book if you cannot afford to buy them a copy. Yep. You know, or maybe scour a yard sale and find copies and help it become a reality for people who do want to read them that haven't been able to. Yep. Um, I've seen a lot of negative posts recently going, oh, well, if you would just read the book. And one girl, has time. Well, one girl put on there, she's like, oh, I, I don't have a way of getting a copy of the book. We, we really can't afford it in my family. Yeah. And... She's like, I actually have to, um, you know, she's like, I have a phone that doesn't have service. Um, I have to go to a place with public Wi-Fi just to access the internet. So it's not even a matter of her being able to go online and read it somehow. So instead of criticizing young people like that who want to read it, help them make that a reality. Let's not bully each other in a fandom that should be bringing us together. Yes. This fandom needs to be about love and acceptance, not gatekeeping or toxicity. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I am stepping off of my soapbox now. I am done with that. Mini rant over. But, 
many rants over. I had just seen so many posts this week and I just, I, I got livid with it. So yeah. <clears throat> that is done. On to fun things. Yes. Okay. If you listened to last week, we started something called the Quizzler, where we're each going to give each other a fun question or a difficult question as the case may be. Or if a guest is here, they get both questions. Yes. Uh, We did it to Preston last week. I still don't know if he's forgiven me for that. Um, (laughs) He was speaking to me at work. So, you know, I'm going to take this as he's a forgiven me. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've also decided to do it to each other. So. Uh, Loretta was nice in her question to me. I am not going to be so nice in my question to her. And I apologize in advance and she can hate me later. So I'll let you ask, uh, me first because, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. And neither one of us had any heads up about what the other's question is. So this is the first time hearing it. Um, so I asked if you could learn one transfiguration spell that like you're able to use for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Or like. Even if you don't know the specific thing, like if you could tr- transfigure one thing always into another specific thing, what would it be? Ooh. Um, <laughs> because it's me and because I'm an idiot, uh, at times I would love to be able to transfigure just a scrap of clothing into a jacket. Oh, that's brilliant. Because I don't know how many times I have gone to work. It has been warm outside. Now, for those who don't know, I am in the restaurant industry, so I don't always get off at a reasonable time. So I've gone to work and it's been warm and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to need a jacket today. This is great. And then I go to leave and I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? It's cold. So, and I'm always cold. I'm, I'm the person that's, that's sitting there freezing constantly. So that would be mine. All right. What, what would you learn out of curiosity? I would want to figure out a spell how to turn drinks into sugar-free drinks um, because it is a very common thing for me to try to order like a diet soda or a sugar-free coffee or whatever. And for whatever reason, it does not end up being diet, does not end up being sugar-free. And that tends to be Mm -hmm. a huge problem for me as a type 1 diabetic because if I don't know that there's sugar in it, I can't take insulin for it. I could easily end up in the hospital. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So being a, I like, like a, your answer. a practical thing of being able to transfigure that, make sure it's always sugar-free when I'm having it. And to be able, like, there's a lot of things like butterbeer in the parks. You have to get the sugary version and it is so sugary. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> um, worth it. Just had to take a lot of insulin. So it would be nice to not have to take so much insulin for it. Now, now, question, what does this say about both of us that we both pick something practical? Mm, we're more Gryffindor than Slytherin? Um, depends on the day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the minute of the day. I, I, just, I think that's very interesting that we both pick something practical. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. My question to you. I apologize in advance. I'm so scared. <laughs> you should be. It is the end. Okay, picture this. It is the end of the seventh book. And you have to, I repeat, have to kill off one of the golden trio. Who are you killing? <laughs> you are a horrible person. Why would you make me answer this? 
<laughs> because this is where my Slytherin is showing. <laughs> this is horrible. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> the look on your face was priceless, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to think out loud here so that it's not just, like, awkward silence here. I don't think I would want to kill off Ron because, like, with the Weasleys losing Fred, like, that was already so much on them. I wouldn't want to put them through losing another brother. I just... I I couldn't kill off Ron. Um, and my debate between Harry and Hermione is that if Harry were to actually die, I don't know that, you know, the Order of the Phoenix and Hogwarts would have been able to defeat Voldemort. Because... No, I'm saying after. This is the end. Oh, it's the after. battle's over. Battle's yeah, over. It's... Somebody just randomly yeah. collapses from their battle wounds, or it's a Predictive yes. Death Eater. Okay. Great. There goes my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I will just remind you that you love me. Yeah, it's a good thing. I'm already going to be thinking of a question for you next time you have to answer. Um. <laughs> oh, I was trying to keep that PG, but never mind. That's <laughs> it. Um, Oops. It's fine. I'm going to learn how to audio edit all of this. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I I don't know. I don't want to kill off Harry or Hermione. I love them both. I and I'm going to get hate from people no matter which one I go with. Um Uh-huh. You have to answer this one too, by the way, just so you know. Uh-huh. I have an answer. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't have an answer. You've had time to think about this. <laughs> yeah. Um but my answer came to me immediately. Of course it did. <laughs> I guess... I guess Hermione? I I don't know. That's so hard. If I had to choose, I guess Hermione, but I don't want to kill off any of them. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to be Ron. sad now. <laughs> I'd kill off Harry. And that was an easy thing for you to decide. Yes. Why? I think. I think because he was the most at peace with dying. That's fair. Um, he had already resolved himself to die once. And I think that he would be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go see my mom. I'm going to go see my dad. I'm going to go see Sirius, Tonks, Lupin, Dumbledore, even Snape. You know, all the people that helped him to get to where he was. And I think that, you know, Hermione would have had Ron and the rest of the Weasleys to help her through her grief. And Ron would have had his family and Hermione. So there we go. 
I'm gonna be sad for the rest of the day now. <laughs> Until well, okay. Correction. I want to be sad, but we have a voicemail from Lucy who is well. Did we want to do the voicemail from Lucy first, or did you want me to defend my previous statement to David? Oh, yes. I guess we should probably just generally transition over to our voicemail time. Voicemail transmission. Transmission music. Yep. That's the word. Voicemail transition music. I scrambled your brain. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. So yes, last week we had a voicemail from David. And he asked us about why if Avada Kedavra is a quick painless death, why there's not more people on, you know, the quote-unquote good guy's side who didn't use that during the Battle of Hogwarts. We responded last week, and he posts in our Discord, cop-out answers all of you, <laughs> in all caps, he says, I need to see Michelle's, quote, proof that Snape didn't kill Dumbledore, because according to y'all, you can't cast the spell if you didn't have it in your heart to kill, but Snape did cast it, we saw the spell activate and hit Dumbledore in the chest, and the life instantly left him before the fall. And I promise Here we, we would discuss it. So. All right. So. David. If you remember back to that entire thing, um, Harry is immobilized by Dumbledore, okay, before all of this goes down. The only way you are free from a spell like this uh, is either the caster removes it or the caster has died. Harry was not free from the spell until Dumbledore hit the ground. If Avada Kedavra kills you instantaneously, Harry would have been free. Right then, right there, no question about it. But he was not free. Now, do I think Snape performed the spell? Yes. Do I think it killed him? No. I think it. he got hit. Um, and it was enough to knock him off. Yes. Yes, but he did not die until he hit the ground. And then that's when Harry is liberated from Dumbledore's spell. So that just, yeah. Well, and to, with this too, there's some diff, a lot of minor differences, I would say, between the book and the movie. Because, and this kind of plays into two of our cro- pot theories that we've got that we'll do a future episode on because i've got a crackpot theory that draco is a werewolf and that theory disproved don't even at me that theory would be disproved by the movie but it's plausible in the book and like in the book or in yeah in the book is where we see dumbledore freeze harry but in the movie harry's just hiding beneath free to move that you know that spell didn't happen in the movie and so we're we're basing these off of specifically the book also if we're we're, here's another thing snape didn't want to kill dumbledore yes he was asked to by dumbledore basically hey this is a mercy killing can you put me out of my misery because 
this ring is what's killing me now. It was cursed. I wore it. I'm screwed. And I don't want Draco to suffer the fate of killing somebody. Right. Um, and this goes into my whole poor Snape was used as a puppet and I don't like it. By both sides. Um, yes. And I do not like it. I. Mm, yes. We will go into my defense of Snape and why this was especially wrong um, later. However, I don't think he really meant it. He didn't want to perform that spell. Yeah. You know, but he had also taken an uh, an unbreakable vow that he had to do it. And he's also got his vow to Dumbledore. So, but do I think he meant it? No. Nope, 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 nope. So that is my theory. So, and I'm sticking with it. Yep. And we will, we are planning on doing a future deep dive episode into both of those theories and, you know, really getting into the textual evidence, all of that in the future. And deep dive into why Snape is not horrible. We'll be having a discussion about Snape. <laughs> Look, I, I apologize to all of you for that, but we already started that one on the phone and I'm not letting it go. <laughs> I don't think she realized our phone call the other day was going to turn into me defending Snape for a good 10 minutes. Only to, and anyway, we have a question for Mosey. Okay, you're going to get it now. <laughs> this week's question was hard. Just you wait. <laughs> we have a voicemail from Lucy, who is a dear friend of mine. Uh, we're both listeners of Empire Radio, and she has her own podcast called For Light and Life. Um, that's all about Star Wars. So if you're into Star Wars at all, highly recommend her show. Um, but yeah, let's listen to our voicemail from Lucy. Hi, everyone. My name is Lucy, I'm a Ravenclaw, and I have been loving your podcast. I've been binge listening to catch up on your episodes these past couple of days, and it's actually rekindled my Harry Potter interest. Just hearing you talk so passionately about it made me realize it's been three years since I've last seen a Harry Potter movie, and longer than that since I've read the books, and I wanted to get back into that. I have started my way back into the series and I'm really enjoying it so far, so thank you for inspiring me. I do have a couple questions for you. First of all, what's one place in the wizarding world other than Hogwarts you'd like to visit? And second, if you had to completely erase one character from the Harry Potter universe, who would it be? I mean, just erase every trace they were never there to begin with. I can't wait to hear back and I hope you're having a great first week of the year. Thanks. Thank you so much for that voicemail, Lucy. It totally, like, I woke up to the voicemail the other day and it just, like, totally made my day. Yeah, I I texted you. I remember going, oh my god, we got a voicemail! <laughs> We've gotten two now! <laughs> and I played it. And let me tell you, Lucy, that put the biggest smile on my face. And I was actually cleaning my house um, when I, I played it. And I, I did this whole eek thing to the point that my soon-to-be 18-year-old looked at me and she went, are you okay? And I was like, oh my god, you gotta listen to this. Um, so that really made my day, too. And then I immediately texted Rada and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> um, so that really made both our days. Yeah. So to your questions, if we could visit any place in the Wizarding World other than Hogwarts, where would it be? I think I would have to go with Diagon Alley. 
it would just be amazing to see all of the shops. I loved visiting it in the theme park. Butterbeer is like the most amazing thing I've ever tasted, ever. Um, yeah, Diagon Alley would be mine. Mm, that's a good that that's a good one. I was um very torn to be honest. Uh, it was between Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade. Mm. I both of them were just. I don't know. I don't know which one I'd want to see more. I think Hogsmeade, maybe. Yeah, since it's like all wizarding folk and. Yeah. That really. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll stick with Hogsmeade. Okay. All right, and then if you had to completely erase one character from the series, <sighs> I I've been thinking about this for the last two days. And I came up with an answer, and then I forgot what my answer was, so I'm having to rethink about this. Mm. Did you? Do you have an answer? I do. But let me first say, before I answer this, this was hard. Because I went through... What I did was I, I pulled up a list of, of the characters. And I was like, who, who do I get rid of? Because no matter who I get rid of, it plays off of this or it plays off of that. Um... I would say I'd get rid of Marcus Flint. Okay. Yep. You know, obscure enough to not make a huge difference. Right. Yes. He, he was on the Quidditch team. Yes. He was housemates with Draco, but we really hear not a lot about him moving forward from that. Mm -hmm. He's there. But he's not main. And what I mean by that is if you take out, let's say, Madam Hooch, okay? Then you don't really get Harry getting his start into Quidditch. Yep. And that takes a lot of plot out. If you take out, I don't know, uh, one of the Caro siblings, then you take out the hell that went on at Hogwarts in the final book. So you can't do that. You can't take out Greyback either. As much as I'd love to. <laughs> you can't. He was a pivotal person. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, very hard to do that. Yeah. You reminded me of my answer. I actually said to do one of the Carol's twins because I think that would help decrease the level of torment that went on at Hogwarts during year seven I think there would still be a large level of it and I right. know it would kind of take away from the plot but just just give these poor kids a little bit of a break from you know using the cruciatus curse on first years like it's messed up right yeah yeah so and you're right it's it still would have been there so um Lucy thank you for that that this made us think yes so and your voicemail made our days. So. It did. All right, guys. Well, I and another podcast done. Um, just a reminder, guys. If you want to leave us a voicemail like David did and like Lucy did, there is a link in Anchor to do that. 
it's not that difficult. Uh, you can also send us an email. We are at our email is Gryffindor Common Room Pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't want to send us a voicemail, you can always shoot us an email. Uh, we are on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, TikTok links are in the show notes. Um, as soon as I can figure out um, how to reformat some videos here, TikTok will be live. The videos are done. It's uh, a reformatting issue. Yep. Um, and you can get in touch with us on there. You can also leave messages on both those platforms as well. So might be easier for some people. Yep. And then like we mentioned, um, David responded to us through our Discord server. So that's still pretty new. Not a whole lot of traffic on there yet, but we would love to get that build up. Um, it's a really great way to stay in contact with us. Just ask little questions, any of that. All right. I'm uh, I'm happy to see number four. Oh, uh, next week, Preston should be back. I'm hoping that things will go to plan and Preston will be joining us. Uh, I did talk to him and it looks like once a month he will be joining us to do this. So, yep. yay. And if you want to be cool like Preston and guest star on our podcast, uh, shoot us an email. Let us know some topics you'd be interested in. Um, not sure what we're discussing next week yet, but we always think we're great and funny and have a good time. So we are. Yeah. Hello. Have you met us? <laughs> if you've listened this far, obviously you're not fed up with us yet. So thank you for your patience. <laughs> no, and you're not fed up with my uh, talk about Snape. Ooh, maybe we should do that next week. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> it's always a good day to talk about Snape. I'm sorry, folks. I am. On that note, thank you all for joining us today. It has been another great episode. I'm your host, Rada. And I'm Michelle. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>